the word is uh, truths to strengthen you in the day of sorrow. And like I had just previously said, there'll be several weeks where we try to share uh, some things uh, to walk us through this sorrowful season. Uh, We have just said farewell to a man of God that has been larger than life. As was said at his funeral service, um, a general in the faith, a true general in the faith, a man of God that was used for God's kingdom in the advance of his kingdom around our state, across this nation, and in nations around the world. But hey, for us here, he's Pastor Walt. And for many, hi, I'm Walter. Just Walter, right? Our lives are a testimony to his love for the Lord and his love for us. If if you're very, very brand new uh, here at the Church of Grace and Peace, uh, we so welcome you and we understand you're kind of jumping in on a rather intense season. Uh, if If you are so new that just within the last, I'll say, six, eight weeks, you've been here, maybe online, in person, um, you haven't had the privilege of the firsthand interaction of sitting under his teaching. Um, the church started in, in his living room, uh, him and his wife, Maureen. Uh, if you're newer, but newer than the last six, eight weeks, you've had the benefit of sitting under his teaching, and you realize that we have had uh, just one of the very best uh, in our midst, and those that have been here for any period of time, uh, you have been deeply and profoundly affected by the man. So we as a church, we're going to spend a few purposeful weeks walking through the season together. Uh, Ephesians chapter 3 talks all about times and seasons. Uh, Verse 1, and then I'll just go to verse 4. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. And then in verse 4, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance. And I believe these messages that we'll work through, and of course, the time of our gathering, Holy Spirit orchestrated that chains would be broken, that hearts would be healed, that all of this together, uh, we're seeking God that this would be a time of healing and a time of equipping to absolutely walk through. Now, I I want us to understand this morning that we're going to talk in light of a season that we as a church family are all walking through together, but there's other truths that we have to acknowledge this morning as we talk about the season of sorrow. Because there are some of you here today that this last year, for you going through this COVID season and and all the different dynamics and difficulties that were brought along, uh, there are pains and there, there has been sorrow that has come your way that you're working through even to this day. There's others that part of your life story, there is pain and there are things that you've gone through that maybe God in his goodness wants to see those things worked through during this season. So I want all of us to not so much lean into uh, to, to the, the instrument that's talking, but lean into what Holy Spirit would be saying to you this morning. If you've, you've had some things that just the only way you have felt to be able to cope and work through 
is to just kind of stuff it or to put it in some room in your heart and just barricade and, and nail shut that door. Maybe, maybe today and through these coming weeks, Holy Spirit is going to say, hey, you can trust me with this. And I, and I want to heal you past it. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. So we're going to look at some truths here this morning, uh, truths to lean on for strength from the Lord in the day of sorrow. Truth number one is just simply to remember what you know. Remember what you know. What do you mean, Jim? What are you talking about? Well, remember that God is good. I've been walking with the Lord for over 30 years, and man, through all of it, he's good, huh? God is good. Psalm 106 verse 1 says, Praise the Lord, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Just in this one verse, he is good, so we praise him in the time of sorrow. He is good, so we give him thanks in the time of sorrow. And we know that his love endures absolutely forever. So remember what we know. He's good. He's also faithful. God is faithful. Psalm 100 verse 5, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. So he's good. He's faithful. Let's make sure that we remember during the time of sorrow what we know. There's another thing we know, that there's an eternal picture that we need to walk in. That life on earth is a drop in the bucket compared to the ocean of eternity. And we remember with this eternal picture that this life is preparation for the next. What we do on this earth really does echo into eternity. And man, is Pastor Walt experiencing that now. A life lived faithful and well done. There's an eternal picture. Colossians 3, verses 1 and 2. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. And set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. We have to be purposeful during the time of sorrow to make sure we set our minds and our hearts on things above, where Christ is seated. What else do we know that we want to make sure we remember what we know? That if we abide in him, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I believe Holy Spirit was just washing over us this morning, letting us know, I'm here and it's going to be okay. Romans 8, 28, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. We know that as we abide in him, no matter what we're going through, no matter what the time of sorrow is, it's all going to be okay. There's another thing that we have to remember what we know is that we have a race to run. And perhaps this verse has a whole new level of special in our hearts as we look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses... There's one more now in that cloud of witnesses, church. There's a man who laid his entire life down for God's kingdom to come and God's will to be done. And how many know he would want nothing more for our lives than for us to, with reckless abandon unto the Lord, run the race that God has for us. 
Amen? Since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witness, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So these are things that we want to make sure that we don't forget during the time of sorrow. But there's a second truth that we should acknowledge here. In the day of sorrow, don't get tripped up over what you don't know. Remember what you know and don't get tripped up over what you don't know. Why do things go down sometimes in a way that we don't understand? Why is it sometimes it seems like the answer is no? Church, the bottom line is, and as we read through Scripture, we understand there are sometimes we're just not going to know until we're in heaven. There's sometimes we're just not going to get the answer and the why. Sometimes we will. But when we go back to remembering what we know, God makes it really clear in Scripture, even if it doesn't make sense, He is good. He is faithful, and his love endures forever. Sometimes we won't understand this side of heaven. Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may follow all the words of this law. Now, there's a very specific context where this was being shared, but the truth is the secret things belong to the Lord. Isaiah 55, 8, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. So we don't want to be tripped up when it doesn't seem to make sense and we don't quite get it. Come on, can you say amen, church? Truth number three, and now uh, for these next couple, if you will allow me, I'd like for you to allow me to come alongside you and just kind of grab your hands and uh, just pastor, looking right in your eyes as much as I can. Truth number three, deal authentically with the Lord by his grace. Deal authentically with how you feel. When you go through the time of sorrow, deal authentically with what's going on on the inside. And we do that first and foremost by leaning on the Lord himself to process, to reflect, to come to terms with what's going on. We trust him with our hearts. We trust him with the pain. We trust him if there's confusion, whatever it is. And we know the Psalms are packed with raw, transparent, authentic outpourings of the heart and prayers. So we lean on him first. But then we also, we lean on each other. And we purpose to stay healthy spiritually, to stay healthy mentally, and to stay healthy emotionally. And a lot of times it's, we, we need people around us to help us do that. We're, we're fixed in the Lord. We start that in the Lord, but then we lean on each other to walk that process out. Come on, how many know what I'm talking about, right? That is why God says to forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. Romans 12, uh, 14 to 16, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. And then it says, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. 
Do not be wise in your own opinion. Right? Such good wisdom. There are so many places the word is packed with places where it talks about each other and one another and the idea that we do life interacting together, encouraging one another, standing with one another, shouldering up one another. First Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. So we need to be able to... Uh, come to terms with what is it that we're feeling. It's easier to ignore. It's easier to shove it aside. Uh, but that's not how the Lord wants it to work out in our lives. He wants to work things out. He wants us to be whole. And with that, I would say then truth number four m- moves into this. And it's allow yourself to walk. And I need you to hear this word because this is the most important word in, in, in what I'm saying here. Allow yourself to walk through grief. Grief is a process. It's something that we walk through. And the enemy has an agenda as we would have a time of sorrow and as we would experience grief. The enemy would want it to be a train wreck in our lives. The enemy would want us to be entangled. The enemy would want us to uh, be captured by the grief or the sorrow uh, that that we would be experiencing and going through. So uh, allow yourself with the Lord as you walk with the Lord to walk through the grief. So grief is a process. And I will say we have our uh, beloved Pastor Ralph will be coming uh, at some point here in these next couple of weeks and literally laying out practical. So how does one walk through grief? (laughs) Let's hear biblically and how to walk on through the other side. Psalm 30, uh, the second half of the verse says, weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. We start off in grief. By God's grace, we walk through, and there is joy on the other side. Let me also say this, and I'm speaking again if you're newer, if you're not as plugged in and, and connected here in the church family, church body, I, I know there's so many valuable ways to really um, glean and be equipped from what we're talking about here. But I would say uh, uh, as we walk through the days uh, together here as a church family, remember grief looks very different from person to person. Um, let me give some grief cautions. Uh, Try to deal in grace because hurt people oftentimes hurt people. And let's try by God's grace to know that and not be hurt people that hurt people. Amen? By God's grace that we would figure out how to do that. And then also remember the halt principle. Never make any big, bold decision when you are hurt, angry, lonely, or tired. But wait for God to get perspective back, to get through the other side, and then we will see clearly, we'll be able to walk in God's wisdom. And then finally, uh, truth number five in the day of sorrow is make it count. Make it count. Let yourself be propelled forward in Christ, forward in his purpose, forward in making your life count. I don't know about you, but I can think of no greater way to honor our pastor than to say, all out, I'm running my race for Christ. There's no better way to honor him, to honor the Lord in the process. Make it count, I'd say, and also to make it count, let's be those that make the devil sorry 
that he messed. He's the, the liar and the father of all lies. Don't let him mess with your perspective on who God is. Don't let him mess with your perspective on what it looks like to walk with him in the future. Don't let the father of all lies, the devil, mess with how you see and walk with the people that you're doing life with all around you. We can walk in the spirit. The devil wants to pull us to walk in the flesh. He wants to pull us when, when we're in the time of sorrow to walk in the pain. But here's God's good news. He doesn't say muster strength. He doesn't say figure it out. He says, when you are weak, I am strong. He says that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. Isn't that so good to know? Just simply yielding to him, laying ourselves down at his altar, and then we can walk in the spirit and then not walk after the flesh. And then the last thing I'd say, we're, we're going to close, talking about making it count. There's two agendas for our lives in the, the season of deep sorrow. Let's Make this an even if season for us. Let's let this time turn us into forever being even if Christians. You might say, I have no idea what you mean by that. Well, Daniel in chapter three, or I should say in Daniel chapter three, the three Hebrew children uh, were confronted with this uh, fork in the road, either bow down and worship the idol of the king uh, or be thrown into the fiery furnace and perish. And here was their response to that ultimatum. Even if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. Here it is, church. But even if he doesn't, we want you to know your majesty that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up for us. That was a moment where they were they going to be those who the circumstance and the sorrow and the pain and the fear and whatever else we want to identify there, was it going to be something that curbed them to become something that God didn't want or would they put it all on the table and say, even if... I will still worship God. I will still run my race. I will still, with all of my heart, go after him because he is good. He is faithful and his love endures forever. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. Would you stand with me, church? Let's, uh, let's make our, our seat wherever we are around this place. If you bow your hearts with me, watching online. And again, I would imagine that we're probably processing some of these things in just a lot of different levels from a lot of different places, but Holy Spirit is so awesome that he can meet us right where we're at and, and work through and heal the pain and do something so beautiful in our lives. God didn't send the suffering. God didn't send the situation. But as we yield to him, he can make it work together for good. He can do something beautiful. That what is sown in tears can be reaped in joy. So, Father, as we close this service time this morning, Lord, it's, it's our commitment as we walk through this season, Lord, to be those that will remember what we know. Lord, to be those who will not be tripped up 
by what we don't know. Lord, we're, we're trusting you with the most fragile, difficult things in our lives, the, the, the place of sorrow and the place of pain. We're trusting you with it. Lord, we're inviting you to come in and walk us through grief. And Lord, by your spirit, we want to live as those that will make it count. And so, Lord, in this season now that we're dealing with, as we are saying farewell for now to our pastor, be at work in our lives. Lord, for those who are carrying burden and sorrow for things that transpired in this last challenging, difficult year in this COVID season around our our planet, God, come move in grace now. Holy Spirit, come and fill now. Lord, for any that are here today and and they have been carrying, they have been uh, dragging along pain and suffering from past things that have gone on, Lord, let this be the season that as surrender to you happens, sorrow is turned to joy. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way. We yield to you. We yield to you. And so in these coming days, do what only you can do. Our eyes are on you. This morning we have in worship consecrated ourselves to you and we say yes and amen to that. We are all yours, God. So it's all of this that we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.